We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. do some rapid fire i think it's the perfect way to end this show so mike berardino friend from the south bend tribune talked with notre dame great tim brown this week brown had something interesting to say about um something new with the irish football program this year quote they're doing something this year that they've never done before where they are teaming the guys with veteran guys end quote brown is going to be paired with Tobias Merriweather. He's going to be paired to mentor Tobias. So what do you think about this new mentor program and what it could mean for a guy like Merriweather? Yeah, I I think that this mentor program is a tremendous idea, um, especially considering the pedigree at at which you're at. And I guess I'm surprised that, you know, that Notre Dame hasn't done this before. And I would be curious to know if they're doing it, if other colleges are doing it. And then to me, this just sounds like a big Marcus Freeman idea, right? Because it seems like he, he <laughs> like as soon as he, I read that question, I was like, okay, Marcus Freeman definitely had his hands all over this, right? Like this was 100% his idea because his whole, you know, mission as a head coach is developing relationships, developing, you know, the players, et cetera. And he knows that when these, these younger guys come into the school, there's a lot of pressure on them, right? Like you're a big time recruit, you have academic standards, you have the the athletic standards that you need to live up to. And for someone like Tobias Merriweather and it, it, not even Tobias Merriweather, it goes for kind of everyone of, you know, these are all three, four, five recruits, star recruits. It's nice to have someone there that's been through it and has had to go through, you know, the, the struggles of what it means particularly to play at Notre Dame, to have the spotlight on you, to have the expectations on you. And when you can have someone that's had the success, I think it's a great opportunity for someone like Tobias Merriweather. I think it can help these guys calm down just a little bit more at the end of the day. And I think that's the most important part is calming some of those nerves. Right. You know, like maybe Brady Quinn pairs up with, you know, not necessarily a Sam Hartman, but, you know, one of the younger quarterbacks or something. Right. Like that. Whether it's Kenny Menchie this year or CJ Carr next year, something like that. That'd be really Kyle cool. Hamilton in the secondary. Yeah. You know, Manti Teo as a linebacker. Exactly. There's like, I mean, it's take your pick with any offensive lineman in the NFL that you want. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. You know, like like Zach Martin with yeah, with with offensive line. Golden Tate with an would be another good wide receiver. Yep. 
And, you, you know, it's like Marcus Freeman's willingness to connect the current team with players from the past and really making it a priority. He's done this from day one, you know, like with with all the guys from the past coming back to the spring game last year and, and just more connection with with that. And, you know, great players from the past matter. And, you know, like Notre Dame's last Heisman Trophy winner, Tim Brown, matters, you know, that kind of thing. The guy had nine 1,000-yard seasons, played in a Super Bowl in the NFL. And there are so many others, you know, like whether it's Jerome Bettis or Reggie Brooks, you know, who's around quite a bit, Rocket is, all these different guys, you know, it's just, so I think it's, it's a, it's a really cool idea. And I think you're absolutely right from what you said right off the top, the fact that, that, you know, this, this had to have, you know, started with the head coach, Marcus Freeman and prioritizing this. And it, it, it just feels like this can be just a, such a great resource for these young players, young current players to have to be paired up with, you know, because there are so many, you know, players out there from the past greats that they can pair them up with if if they need some help with something. Yeah. And like Stymie says, Samarja retired from Major League Baseball now. And, you know, he was obviously on the Cubs with the White Sox for a year as well. You He'd know, be great for Drake Bowen. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I was going to say, I, I forgot about Drake Bowen being a, you know, a two sport guy, but yeah, it, that's exactly right. Whether it's him or Golden Tate as well, you know, either one of them with two sport, you know, guys. I like you know, the in terms um, of balance and stuff like that. I like someone said that Michael Floyd should hop in there. And I think Michael Floyd should get in there and, and, and be the mentor to the guy that needs to be your big physical, like possession wide receiver. Cause I think Notre Dame has been lacking that kind of the last couple of years. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh-oh, Vince hanging out in the chat tonight. Trouble. He so, was uh, uh Vince wanted to get a get an ear on that that hot interview that you just did. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Let's roll into the next question though. Fill in the blank. It's blanked at Notre Dame's 27 and 27 record against top 25 teams, ranks 10th in the nation since 2010. Uh, for me, that is pretty on brand for who Notre Dame is, to be honest. And I, I'm not trying to offend anyone here. I think we've all watched Notre Dame football long enough. Notre Dame will handle, you know, just about 10 to 15 in terms of ranking. And then I would say one through 10 is kind of where they struggle a little bit more, you know, like they handle the games that they're probably supposed to and struggle in the games, like the very tip top, you know, top tier games, whether that's a New Year's Six Bowl game whether that's, you know, top five opponents. That's always been, you know, Notre Dame's kind of kryptonite or the the backbreakers. They don't necessarily win the high leverage games all the time. And I'm not saying that they lose all of them, but it, it seems like they more so take care of opponents 10 through 15 than they take care of opponents 1 through 10. And I think that that's 27 and 27 is kind of like that perfect balance that shows that, in my opinion. Right. And that's... You know, again, like this is Jason has a very Notre Dame fan answer. He says it's not good enough. It is. <laughs> but like if, when you think of like top 10 in the top, country, that's yeah, not they're, bad. They're, they're <laughs> top 10 in the country. Like Alabama has a 785 winning percentage. Ohio State, 750. Oklahoma, 666. Clemson, 642. LSU, 630. Georgia, 573. And then that's number six. Oregon is number seven at 563, Oklahoma State 550, Stanford at number nine, 525, and then Notre Dame. And now Stanford's is coming down. You know, again, this is the last 13 years. So, like, Notre Dame's has climbed over the last 13 years. Stanford's is coming down with the drop-off they've had over the last few years. But, you know, I do think that it's could they be better, you know, based on what you're talking about? Absolutely. You know, don't forget, though, Clemson was number one in 2020. They were number four last year when Notre Dame beat them. So, you know, you'd, you'd definitely like to see them beating some of these other teams at the top. You know, the the Alabamas, Ohio States, and Georgias, especially Ohio State this year, obviously. But you know who's not on the list? Michigan is not on that list. <laughs> USC is not on that list. You know, your Florida states, Penn states, those kind of schools are not on that list. So, like, you can disregard, you know, the the wins against ranked teams if you want, you know, because they do need to start doing better against the elite teams, especially when it's on the big stage. But at the same time, I think it's very, you know, like narrative is that Notre Dame doesn't beat any good teams. But they're 10th in the nation over the last 13 years and actually beating teams that are ranked at the time they play. Again, so I, I, that I, is that is something, you know, that, that does say something about your program. Yeah, and I think it's kind of just the epitome of who Notre Dame has been the last 15 years of being a really good team, definitely above average, definitely, you know, like top 10 is top 10, right? But I think it's, again, the epitome of they're 
on the doorstep of being elite. And I think in order to be elite, you got to win more of those top 10 games. Absolutely. Essentially. Absolutely. And that's, that's where with the recruiting going where it is right now and with, with Notre Dame already able to win some of those games, you would expect that they are going to start becoming much more competitive and winning more of those games against, you know, the top five, top 10 type teams and not just teams from, you know, like 11 through 25, like you were talking about. Absolutely. Yep. I, I do expect that they're going to start winning more of those games here. Same. Soon. And I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, exactly. So Miller Cop just finished his college basketball career at Indiana. Cop had an interesting tweet yesterday when he said, before every Big Ten game, I asked the assistant coach one simple question. What are the three most important things for us to do to win this game? And then he ran through three things for each of the Big Ten opponent, you know, each opponent from the Big Ten. Again, he played at Indiana. Here's what he said about Penn State, the assistant told him. Number one, no threes. Number two, no threes. Number three, no threes. And then number four, you got a bonus since one through three was all no threes. Stop overhelping and pray they miss. And I'm giving Penn State, of course, because that was Micah Shrewsbury's team that he was talking about the last two years. So what do you think that means for Notre Dame? I think what that means for Notre Dame, and it's unfortunate that Vince is here right now, is they're going to play a lot on the perimeter. They're not going to – there's not going to be a huge emphasis of being, you know, uh, having a cog down low that you're just feeding all the time and working inside out. It's going to be working inside and – Maybe have a guy down there to catch rebounds for all the shots that you're going to be putting up. And I don't necessarily dislike that. I think that with the athleticism that, that Shrewsbury is getting in, like, I don't mind if you're going to take a lot of shots, but get back in transition and play really good defense. And See, you got to be able thing. to do it. That's the thing. And Vince is booing right now. And I'm sorry, Vince. I'm sorry, 80-year-old <laughs> Vince. But the game of basketball is played behind the three-point line now. It doesn't matter. Like, he wanted to knock. Mike Bray all the time for all the like offensively. I don't think it's going to look a ton different where it's either. going, where it's going the to look the most look different, different. And Micah Shrewsbury told us this last week, we're going to come at you and we're going to fight you. You know, that's what Micah Shrewsbury said. It's going to look different on the defensive side of the ball. And that should make Vince and a lot of other people happy. Live by the three, die by the three. Well, they went to two elite eights living by the three, dying by the three. And again, Vince, I'm sorry but that's the way the game is played now. It's like the, the mid-range shot is a thing of the 1980s. That was your grandpa's, you know, college basketball was the mid-range shot. I, I don't think it's going to look a ton different offensively, but again, defensively, I think is where we're going to see the biggest difference. Like, you know, Mike These Bray, guys are going to be in very good shape. Yep, in very good shape. And, you know, again, like Mike Bray, he tried to focus a little bit more on defense the last few years, but didn't quite find, you know, that uh, wasn't quite as uh, appealing, I guess. And I, I I just think Micah Shrewsbury's teams are going to come out. They're going to defend you, but they're also going to put up a lot of shots and you're going to have to defend that. I think the the number, the number four was actually more interesting. The the part where, you're, where, where they said, you know, pray that they miss you. You only say that when you, when a team has a reputation that they're making, making the shots, the shots and then, yep. and then, also, over helping means 
you know, that more than one guy can hit the shots because if you're overhelping, that means a double team's coming, you're going to kick to a wide open guy, and that guy's probably going to make it too. So it, it, to me, it sounds like Micah Shrewsbury is going to uh, is going to be a shooting team, and it's going to be a multiple array of guys that can shoot. It's just not going to be one guy, and they're going to play fast, they're going to play physical, and they're going to play hard-nosed defense the entire game. And probably it sounds like at least a half-court press, you know, the, the type mm-hmm. of pressure – that they're going to put on opponents. Look, my biggest criticism of the program the last few years, you know, four, basically since the Lashevsky Goodwin crew came in, I guess that was what, almost six years ago now at this point, was the lack of athleticism. With the exception of Blake Wesley, J.J. Starling, you know, and a little bit here and there, there was just a stunning lack of athleticism. These Like all these guys that Micah Shrewsbury – brought in size and athleticism i just it's going to look a lot different well it's just frustrating because like look at what mike what got mike bray there you know uh, bonzi colson uh jeremiah grant uh pat Connington, just guys of extreme athleticism guys who could do a lot of different things on the court a lot of versatility in their game like pat Connington could shoot on you but he could also fly above the rim and grab a putback and slam at home you know d uh who was the was it vastoria the baby face killer like he could also had sneaky athleticism. It just felt like none of these guys the last four or five years had that athleticism and they could really only do one thing. They weren't versatile enough. And I think that's the big difference you're going to see in Shrewsbury. Yeah. You're going to see a lot more two-way type stuff. Decaf 18 asks if it'll be run and gun. I don't think, I don't know necessarily run and gun, but uh, you know, again, they're, they're, they're going to shoot the ball, and I just I think the signature of this team, especially this year, with as young and as relatively inexperienced as they're going to be, is is going to be you know the the uh, the defensive effort that I think you're going to see. It sounds like night in and night out. Speaking of Notre Dame hoops, fill in the blank. It's blank that according to College Hoops today. They're going to play a home-and-home series against Georgetown beginning with the 2024-25 season. It's electric that they're going to play an opponent like Georgetown. They haven't played Georgetown, obviously, since their days um, in the Big East. And I feel like that is a very – not that, you know, it was some classic matchup every time Notre Dame and Georgetown played each other in the Big East, but, like, that's a solid basketball matchup. And and Georgetown is always a reputable school when it comes to college basketball. And so when you add another quality opponent – Listen, Shrewsbury's got to add those opponents and and get some strong out of conference games in there to help bolster, you know, the resume. He's got to go through the ACC gauntlet every year of North Carolina, Duke, you know, et cetera. When you have to play a tough conference schedule, it's nice to also have, you know, at least a a a very good uh, again out of conference opponent to put on the schedule that uh, will help you, you know, in the long run come March when you're trying to get into the tournament. Yeah, I think it's great because, as you said, it's been since the Big East days. They haven't played since 2013. They obviously used to play all the time back in the old Big East days. And now you got two new head coaches, Micah Shrewsbury, showing up here at Notre Dame. You got Ed Cooley, of course, who was at Providence, going to Georgetown, and and they hooked it up. And I, I think it's it, it's it's a nice non-conference type game, you know. Like to to me, especially the fact that it's home and home, it's much more appealing than some of the other opponents that, you know, that we see coming in. Well, yeah, and it's like Mike Bray had him playing against some of these weaker schools, and then they'd struggle against them. And it's like, this is a lose-lose, ultimately, for Notre Dame. Right. And especially, that does not help you 
when the ACC has been down the way it's been the last couple of years. Right. You need you need to both test yourself and you need to you know you build your 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 non conference as well because it's just you know you haven't had some of these ACC schools to prop you up the way they did in the early days of Notre Dame, basically joining up with the conference. It's been a lot different the last couple of years, a lot more parity. Irish Chi-Town brought up a good point, and it's funny that Vince is in here. Notre Dame might not be the best team, which we know they're not going to be one of the best teams, but they're going to be a very good condition team, and I think mm -hmm. a team that brings a lot of effort. And it's funny because that's basically what Vince told us in our freshman football year. We weren't going to be the best team, <laughs> but damn it, we were going to be conditioned. And I'll tell you what, that was probably the best shape I was ever in in my life because Vince and Drury would love they, – they would sit there and laugh and watch us all run and suffer together. But, hey, we never got tired. I could play both ways, so it, it worked out. <laughs> is that is that Coach Vince or Coach Taylor that you're talking about there? Coach Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in season five, the final Friday Night Lights season of the rewatch right nice. now. We, we got about half the season to go, so – See what happens. This is uh, the uh, the Lions have uh, have gotten good in year two under Coach Taylor. So rewatch continues. Uh, Lindy's Magazine had a curious quote from an anonymous SEC coach about the new pairing of Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher and his new offensive coordinator Bobby Petrino. Here's what the anonymous SEC coach had to say. The Jimbo Fisher-Bobby Petrino marriage sounds like a nightmare on Elm Street scenario, doesn't it? I know them both, and they're both single-minded, the coach said. It'll be interesting to see if Jimbo will keep his butt out of the way. Petrino is not a feel-good Mr. Happy type of guy, but he's a great offensive mind. So what do you think about how this is going to work down there at Texas A&M? I think Texas A&M is either going to go down burning in flames in, in a year or two, or they're going to completely flip it around and win the SEC in a year or two. I, I don't think there's really a middle ground. I think that it's extreme low or extreme high. And I think that, you know, the, the, the quote from this magazine, I think is pretty spot on. I think Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino, definitely Bobby Petrino, they're like, two alphas in a room, right? Like they're not really guys who sit mm -hmm. back and listen to what other people have to say. They're going to do it their way. And, and if you tell them to do something different, they're probably going to tell you to go get lost. Right. And, like, and I think that's, what's going to be the biggest struggle with Jimbo Fisher is just biting his tongue and letting his offensive coordinator be an offensive coordinator. Yeah. And that's, I, I, and it's I mean, one thing if it's a young offensive coordinator, but it's Bobby Petrino. He's been around right. the block for a long right. time. Like, he could be like, the head coach, technically, of Texas A&M. If he had a Tommy Reese in there, right. it would be one thing. Uh, but, you know, basically you've got two old cusses, you know, who are – and you, you just know that they're going to they're gonna butt heads at some point. You know it's coming, and that's why I pick option A with what you're talking about. I think it is all going to flame out here pretty quickly. Like, if Jimbo doesn't get this thing – going you know after all the stuff with the recruits and the nil and everything else the last couple of years he doesn't get this going i think that it all does go up in flames and it just seems like adding you know a very experienced coach but a very experienced former head coach into the mix and as shytown said infamous 
reputation. You know, this guy is he's been around a little bit and he's burned some bridges where he's been in the past. So I think it's I I think it's just a very potentially flammable situation. And it's, it's just be one of those boom or bust on. moves. And I think it's because yep. of what you were talking about. Texas A&M and, and Jimbo Fisher are struggling right now. They're grasping for what they can do to get it turned around. And I know Jimbo is feeling the heat from those boosters because he got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money to come coach at Texas A&M and in the big state of Texas. So there's a lot of expectations and you only you only with a lot of expectations, you got to bring, you know, you got to bring something to the table. And I think that's what they did with Bobby Petrino. And it's it's either really going to work out or really not going to work out. So Derek says sliced bread said they will flop. (laughs) I mean, if sliced bread says it. Wasn't that wasn't that one of the ones that Jimbo was was calling out, you know, when he was like a year or so ago when he was talking about sliced bread and, you know, this and that. And <laughs> it wouldn't everything. surprise me. It sounds like something Jimbo Fisher would say. Bro Bible and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So here's a question we got from Mark Avalone during the mailbag show yesterday. Vince doesn't follow the NFL as much as we do, so I thought that uh, I would bounce it to you and see what you think first. So Mark asks, do you think the NFL will ever develop a max contract to solve the quarterback salary headache? So is is it essentially saying like how NBA players kind of have a super max deal? Like you basically, well, you, you, you create a ceiling and you can't go much beyond it. Yeah. And I mean, the NFL, the way things are set right now with the salary cap and you're know, like, once you sign the quarterback, once you decide you have a franchise quarterback and you sign it, like the top, you know, however, you know, what the percentage is that all the top contracts are going to quarterbacks right now. The highest paid players are all quarterbacks and it creates such a huge salary cap issue once you sign the quarterback to be able to, you know, sign anybody else and keep them on the roster. I think so, they need, I think they need to do like I've said before, you, you know, maybe you treat the quarterback as its own separate thing, you know, like you're saying, you know, whether it's a max contract or, or whatever you want to call it, they need, they need to find, you know, some re- way to rework this, so that you can afford to both keep the franchise quarterback and be able, you know, to to put a, co- a competitive rest of your roster on the field. So here's my thoughts. I think that 
I long story short, I don't think that the, it'll ever change. Unfortunately, I think that it would benefit NFL teams if they did do something like we're talking about. And quite honestly, you know, I understand that the the quarterback right now is obviously the most important position. And and you know, look at look at Patrick Mahomes. Essentially, with no Patrick Mahomes, do we really think the Chiefs have this window that they've been on? You know, the Super Bowls, etc., the Super Bowl appearances, all of the success. My answer would be no. But I I live more in the the Tom Brady philosophy. I think if you really want to be great and you want the rest of your team to be great then there's no reason for you to like that money. You should be open to not taking the, as many as at every penny as possible and redistributing that wealth to the rest of your team. Jason agrees with you, but at the end of the day, part, part of the reason that he ended up getting out of new England, one was, I think, you know, he had been married to bill Belichick for too long, but two was he had never had the big payday. And so he went out and he took the big payday from, the Buccaneers, obviously, and he ended up winning a Super Bowl with them. But what happened in years two and three in Tampa? They got steadily worse every year. My only counter to what you're saying about him taking the discounts in New England is it helps when you have a supermodel wife who is making, <laughs> you know, 20 to $30 million a year herself. Most, most other quarterbacks don't have that luxury unless maybe – you're Russell Wilson, you know, like it's those two. It's a very short list of of quarterbacks who are willing to do that. And it's a lot easier to take those discounts to let your team continue, you know, to to do what we're talking about. Field competitive teams throughout the rest of the roster because you have a wife, you know, a spouse who is making multi millions herself. Yeah. And I, and I get that, too. But at the end of the day, you got to look at. You know, look at look at the quarterback position. It's the most popular position in all in the whole sport. I think that outside of, you know, outside of a contract, these guys can still get things done because of, you know, their appearance, their face and everything else. So it's like these guys can get, you know, brand deals and commercial deals and et cetera, too, to kind of, you know, get some of that extra money outside of uh, an, an NFL contract. But I, I do think that the NFL can't sustain the rate that it's going with these NFL contracts. Like it, it, it can't keep going up. And that's, that's the thing is, you know, everyone gets all up in arms when, when a quarterback gets a new deal, but listen, it's just the time of when their contract expires and what the market value is. And that's right. ultimately what, what the issue is, is well, the market value is just too high. And the, the ceiling just keeps getting raised year after year after year. Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins were both the highest paid players in the NFL at one point when they signed their new contracts. And then as it's all, every time a quarterback signs a deal, the next one is going to get more. That's that's just the way it works. But again, that's that's what I like. like they really, they've got to do something to, to change the structure of what they're doing. Quinn asks if this is a Foo Fighters shirt. It is. This is the original Foo Fighters <laughs> logo that I've got on here tonight. By the way, someone asked last night. I think they said that it was something to the effect of someone paid 8000 bucks for a pair of Taylor Swift concert tickets. Oh who boy. is there an like not that you would necessarily pay eight grand, but who would you pay the most? to go see you know like say it's uh 500 bucks a ticket in that in that ballpark um, is there is there I, an act that you would pay to see that much 
Yeah, so I would go see. I'm a huge. Um, John says Motley Crue. See, I'm, I this is the issue. This 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 group of people is more of a little older school. <laughs> I'm a, I'm more of a, a new school. You're, you're saying more classic guy. rock. Yeah, yeah. I I, I enjoy the classic rock. Like if I had to go to a concert, how about this? If I had to do it, I'll do I'll do an old and a past because you used to play a lot of music when we were driving around, and so like right. I. I don't dislike classic rock music. I just don't listen to it as much. And I don't I don't know the names and the songs, but like if you put it on, I'm like, okay, yeah, like I like this. Uh -huh. I'd go to I'd love to go to a Guns N' Roses concert. Oh of, like back in the day. That would be would pretty you? fun. Yeah. You know, they're gonna be at, at Wrigley Field here and you know, like within <laughs> if you're interested, you know I didn't like, know that. They are. I might have to check that date because I haven't been able to get anyone interested in going. So Decaf beat me to the punch on the current. It is, it is the no, it's not the Backstreet Boys. It's uh, I'd like to see a Drake concert. I, I think that would be my current music uh, if I had to go with. That's who I'm really into in terms of hip hop, rap, etc. I've always been a huge Drake fan. So, um, if if he did like a joint concert with some like another uh, artist that I would like, I think that would be where I would spend my top dollar. Okay. I didn't realize. Also, did you see this weekend in Cincinnati? Uh, I got sent this because I'm actually leaving for Cincinnati after our show today. Um, Taylor Swift is in Cincinnati this weekend. There's a Reds game sold out in Cincinnati this weekend. There's a FCC Cincinnati game sold out in Cincinnati this weekend. And they're they're the, the, the league leader in the MLS right now. Um, and it's 4th of July weekend in cincinnati so what i'm saying is is i am just entering a pool of just craziness down in cincinnati this weekend so when you said taylor swift that's what we made that's what made me think of it because she sold out in two two shows this weekend dj says motley crew is a great live show it's been more than 30 years but i saw them when i was in germany as well didn't get down in the mosh pit like i was talking about last night with uh living color and rem but uh, did see rem at a bigger or not uh, rem but motley crew at a bigger arena uh, what was the other one that i saw derek said uh derek says jesse the question was musician not performer uh, you know derek Ooh! we get into a lot of arguments but Guns we can look at all the top 100 boards and the most number one singles of like the last 20 years bring up the stats i'm a stats guy quinn also says 200 bucks for that hat I would willing? flip a pretty good profit on it, but I this is again this is a this is like a one of one hat for me. I don't think I'd ever let it go. Not gonna give it up. I think I would pass Quinn it down generations. Quinn also said he saw Foo Fighters at Wrigley in 2018. Great show. I wanted to see that. I want to say that might have been during the football season already, and so didn't make it to Wrigley. But we did. I did see him uh, for the first time in Indianapolis. I think that same year, probably that same tour, if I remember right. But um, <laughs> we were going to see, we had tickets to see them again in 2020, but, you know, things got shut down and we're still, they just announced, you know, they're doing like these, you know, they're, they're not on traditional tour, but they just announced a tour for 2024. I see they've announced a bunch of international dates, haven't announced the, uh, the uh dates over here in the u.s just yet for next year so looking forward to that hopefully it, it works well it was it july okay well i think 
We probably it's probably just because we ended up <laughs> seeing him in Indy. Still a good show. Uh, I like that last comment by DJ Armageddon. A little too soon, but it, I chuckled. If I were to pay Titan submersible money to ever see my band, it would be Hendrix and the Experience or Zeppelin. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Good stuff, Jess. And, of course, thanks to uh, Mark Heim, who joined us earlier from AL.com. Some some uh, good information from him about Tommy Reese, Tyler Buckner, and uh, Alabama as well. And, of course, if you jumped in late, you can go back. You can still watch it. You can listen to it wherever you have it be. But hit that like button if you would on your way out tonight. You said you're going to be in Cincinnati, Jess. So are you still with Vince and I tomorrow night? Packing up the gear. I'll be there. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thank you as well, Jason, and uh, to everybody else as well. Appreciate you guys as always, and we will talk to you tomorrow on the Ivy Nation Sports Talk Friday. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.